Hi everybody, and welcome to Long Term Memory. As always, it's me, Jack. And it's me, Colin. And um, hello, Jack. We're here this week, and eventually we're going to start talking about one of your favourite things. Yeah, we're going to speak about... I threatened to do this to you, Colin, a couple of weeks ago. I said, well, we're going to do the history of bulls. Yeah. And it was a kind of throwaway comment, but one of the listeners, Gordon, sent in a few things about sort of scandal in bulls, and I thought, right, why not just... We'll start with the stuff that Gordon sent in, and then we'll actually do a, a history of bulls. I need to apologise to the patrons. Um, this is a like quite a late episode normally, but we've just been mad busy. The football's back. We both work full time. You all know the script, but we're getting this too early. And for you public guys, this was probably about three or four weeks ago on Patreon. So get over there, patreon.com forward slash wrong term memory to get all these episodes when they make sense, basically, because there will be episodes that come out, I'd imagine, over the next couple of weeks talking about stuff that is months old now, but that's what you get for being on the public cheap, miserable (laughs) bottom feeding scrounging miserable miser bastards (laughs) that's the way to entice people in yes 100% (laughs) call them names until they come along but yeah we're doing quite well we're doing quite well no patron Um, don't sign up at a pound either that's pointless yeah, it's, yeah, but we, we 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 do appreciate the thirteen or fourteen guys that give us a pound a month. That's, we do. Um, it's better than nothing. It's, 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 it's a, I think it's a donation more than anything else, but we like it. Yeah, We're for sure. People. So, like I say, Gordon sent some stuff in. Now he sent me a link called Bulls Rock by Scandal. It was on Eurosport. That now, for some reason, uh, redirects to TNT Sports, and the link is fucked. So it's not there anymore. So uh, Eurosport doesn't exist anymore, does it? Yeah, so they've took that. The, the, TNT must think that Bulls is not uh, what they want to be focusing on at the moment. But Good old uh, TNT. Yeah, he sent a second one, Colin, called um, Indoor Bulls Community Rocked by Scandal, right? Yeah. I've, I'd, I'd obviously don't know anything about this, but the guy's picture's put me off already. Oh, he looks like a total wanker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he does indeed. Um He's- the H3 heading three on this page would be police were called in when, listen to this, this is a this is bowls we're talking about, when £450,000 went missing from a tournament's accounts, Colin. <laughs> wow. Um, that's that's a lot of money for bowling clubs that are always put in poverty. Do you know what she, see during COVID? Yeah, a lot of bowling clubs were making more money being shut than they were being open because of because of grants and stuff like that from the government. Is that right? Yeah, mate. Honestly, there's there's clubs out there that were like loving it. Like yes, <laughs> like we've made money than they were getting grants of tens of thousands of pounds to stay open than money that they would not have made if they yeah, were open. Never have made, and they didn't have yeah. to turn their heating on and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, so, so they made they, they, a lot of clubs made quite a bit of God. money. Got to imagine they lost a lot of members though. A lot of bowlers died during COVID. Sure. A lot, a lot of bowlers uh, caught caught the old vid. You'd imagine. <laughs> yeah, I know. There's, I know. There's a few guys that listen that are bowlers, so um, they, no, they'll understand. They'll understand. So I don't know. If, they probably wouldn't have heard of this because I think um, I don't know where this was, but maybe Australia. But this was. Do you know how like when like Barry Hearn took over the, the snooker or whatever the darts to reinvigorate wow. it. This is kind yeah. of what this was meant to be. This was meant to. Uh, shake up the world of indoor bales, bowls, making it more <laughs> glamorous and accessible to attract a younger crowd and bring in some much 
needed blood, but all it did was create bad blood, supposedly, after, like I said, nearly half a million pounds went missing from the accounts, mate. <laughs> Do you want to take us over and you, you, just, you just read this and I'll, I'll chime in with any sort of comments that I have about okay. it because I, I am the expert on this, let's be honest. Yeah, Okay, so one of the co-founders has allegedly disappeared with his family to Russia. Oh, fuck um, no, then. That. <laughs> he, <laughs> he sold all his possessions on eBay. And uh, before that, the, the bowler left behind had been forced to apologise to all the would-be players that are left in the lurch. Um, named the World Series Bowls. Mm-hmm. Um, the tournament was planned to go ahead this month. This was back in 2015. Um, after organisers raised sponsorship and collected entry money from dozens of players, it was also set to be televised on Sky Sports. Uh-huh. Um, founded by two guys, Robert Palmer, uh, Robert Palser, sorry, sixty-five, and his business partner Stephen Roberts. No age given, but a keen indoor bowler. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad goes to the indoor on a Monday night, and I don't see the point. Now he calls it the carpet bowls. Um, well, I, I it may actually. That. It might actually be there's a difference between indoor bowls and carpet bowls. So he doesn't. I know there is the big indoor over at Hamden. He doesn't go there. He plays. No, he doesn't go there. He has yeah. been there, but he doesn't go there on a Monday. He go. He plays carpet bowls in his own bowling club on a Monday night. I we used to do that in our old club carpet bowls. There was a carpet bowls league and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, you lay, literally lay a carpet down and throw bowls. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like a really good way of spending time. I used to um, go Pishman. It was alright. <laughs> uh, Mr. Roberts, fifty-four. Oh, so we do know his name now. Um, it's said to it's, we do know his age now. Sorry, it's said to have owned hotels in Russia, and he traded second-hand cars between Britain and Russia. Yeah. Um, he's got a Russian wife called Yana, and sure. two children. Um, but he claims that his partner, and I'm, talking, I'm assuming this is the business partner now, Robert, um, Mr. Roberts. Um, it's annoying. Why is one of them called Robert? The other one's surname's Roberts. This is this makes it difficult, doesn't it? Yeah. It does. Um, Mr. Pulser claims his partner has disappeared, and the National Fraud Intelligence Bureau Bureau <laughs> is looking into the missing money. Um, <laughs> Mr. Rogers, Mr. Robert, well, fucking hell, man. Mr. Roberts has originally <laughs> been a member of the World Bowls Tour, but was allegedly banned yeah. after organisers accused him and Mr. Pulser of drunkenly damaging their hotel room. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, there's a there's a lot of guys that just love drinking, um, <laughs> and like, there's a guy that's won the world championship. Like, if you're into bowls, I'm not going to name him, right? But he's won the world championship like five or six times, and he's just an unbearable cunt with a drink in him. Supposedly, he's just like one of the worst guys on the planet. Like, he's unbearable, um, but gets held up as a Scottish national hero. So after these two drunks have been kicked out of the World <laughs> Bowls Tour, they started the new company called World Series Bowls. Yeah. And they attempted to entice some of the top players to compete in this tournament instead. Um, Richard Madison, who's the chief executive of the rival World Bowls Tour, has accused Mr. Roberts of copying part of his logo and the text that appeared on the website. Um, the idea, was kind of what you alluded to at the start, Jack, was to re- revolutionise the indoor game and turn bowls into something like darts has become. Yeah. Um, the plan was to have walk-on clips. No, uh, no. People will. Yeah. The choice of song here just sort of puts it into context as to what they think is going to get the youngsters involved here. And it's a song yes. from the fucking 70s. 
<laughs> yeah. People would walk on the green to songs such as Eye of the Tiger. <laughs> and oh, in a true <laughs> David Brent fashion, he, he added on to that sentence, it's a huge amount of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also a growing female player set. And the average age of players would probably have been in their 30s. I'm not sure about that. Um, so, yeah, that's what he was doing. Um, the tournament was planned to run every fortnight for 16 weeks at bowling clubs across the country, uh-huh. with 64 people playing each time for £50 entry and £16,000 prize money. Mm-hmm. That's quite a big buy-in for the old bowls, Jack, is it not? 50 quid. Yeah, like when we enter sort of like what you would call open competitions and like clubs have open competitions so they send letters out to local clubs and say, look, we're having an open competition on next uh, three months away. But put a team in, put a team in, 10 or ahead type thing. That's kind of what you're looking at. So yeah. 50 quid each time, but it's, it sounds like they want to charge 50 quid for 16 weeks. So you enter it every week for 50 quid. So it ends up costing you um, fucking 800 pound. And that's yeah, where all the money. So I don't know if people have paid in advance, and that's where that's where all the money's came from. And that's what's bumped. See that the, the bowling clubs love it when folks. You know how like people pay their fees for the year in advance, Jack. Yeah, they love that because it's quite good odds that some of the ones will die before the end of the year and they get the money for now. Right, I don't know. Right, okay. old Betty, right? Old Betty pays her dues on the fifth of June. Dies in September. They don't refund the fees. I don't refund the fees, but all Betty then doesn't come down and buy juice or buy a couple of gins or whatever. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> like they don't want people to die. <laughs> come on, <laughs> listen. That's, there's a lot of bowling clubs I've never seen the flag not at half mast. Um, that's, that's half mast quite a lot. You're fair enough. Yeah, that's at half mast a lot. Oh. Um, Mr. Roberts is alleged to have had complete control of the company's accounts. Uh, two other men were lined up to be directors, but they did not become signatories. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. Palser claims that he started to become concerned about the company's finance, so he visited Mr. Roberts's home. I went up to his house a day or three after the alarm bells rang, and I found it was cleared out, he said. It later emerged that Mr. Roberts had sold his possessions, such as fridge and a sofa, on the eBay website, and disappeared, expectedly, in Russia. Um, a company called Action Fraud said it could confirm that it's received a report. The report has currently been assessed by the National Fraud Intelligence Bureau. And um, Mr. Pulser said, I'm gutted. I just want to apologise to all who have been affected. Looking back on this, I was naive and I was stupid. Yeah, he probably was. Now, this happens quite a lot in clubs. Because um, you get treasurers in clubs. So guys that are in charge of the money. And yeah. a lot of the time they just steal it. <laughs> like they just take it like there's there's been clubs in Glasgow that have closed down because the treasurers have just stole the money and just fucked off fucking hell yeah it's mad isn't it there's a headline just under it sorry um, <laughs> calling a trans woman a wanker is discrimination tribunal suggests so uh, you're you're suggested that articles are different from mine <laughs> right okay what have you that, got that, that's, that's not been presented to me um, I've got a thing about uh, Lucy Letby. People try to prove that she's innocent; they can get to fuck with that. And a bit about Oxford Street being a mess because of all the American candy stores. Yeah, I've got another one. Mike Dean, Anthony Taylor, as I mate, as a mate, I couldn't send him to do a VAR review. I might keep I that for. That. I might keep that for <laughs> seagulls. When was that? Mm-hmm. 
That was only 24th of August. That was only today. Right, okay. I'm saving. I'm bookmarking that for <laughs> seagulls on heart and hand. It's quite interesting. Waitrose hit by middle-class vegetable storage. <laughs> oh, see, I've got, a, I've, got a, I've got a Wilco story because Wilco's going bust. Uh-huh. HMV are trying to, in a last-ditch bid to rescue Wilco's. They should right. go straight and try to rescue HMV, probably. Um... Yeah, right, it's weird that we're getting different stories, isn't it? Yeah, normally the su- like suggested stories underneath that are just like standard, there. Sorry. Yeah, pretty standard. You got the, the the algorithm brought you trans and it brought me a baby killer. So there we go. Yeah, Mike Dean. So I suppose it, it got the football right, and I'm right into trans as well. So fair does. We're all the same, really, aren't we? We're all the same. Uh, the next, well, because Gordon sent that link in that didn't work. I kind of just took the the headline and put it into Google to see if there was anything else that was there. So I think I might have found the same story. I don't know if this is the one that you sent, Gordon. Let us know in the comments or uh, on Twitter or whatever. But uh, Lawn Bowls rocked by Match Fixing Scandal. Um, this oh, is sure on the Australian not. blog uh, from 2016. So the world of Lawn Bowls is in disarray after allegations of match fixing surfaced on the eve of the semi-finals in the Metropolitan 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 in a pairs competition, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, now, okay, I'm not going to read this whole article. Um, it does say I'm not naming names, but it does seem suspicious that. <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. Uh, listen to this sentence. I'm not naming names, but it does seem suspicious that Bev <laughs> has started to arrive for match. She's driving a brand new red mini <laughs> just after <laughs> a team lost. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm not oh, naming names, yeah. but uh, Beverly's a fucking wrong <laughs> It's an open secret that she could drop as much as $5 during one session on the pokies and often post photos of... No, wait, is, this a, is, this a, is this a piss take article? Is it? Have I been uh, it must be... Right, she, it's an open secret she can drop as much as $5 during one session on the pokies we, and yeah. often post photos of herself on social media <laughs> drinking some pretty exotic blends of tea. Right, okay, aye. So I've been duped by the unaustralian.net, but the reason that I actually sort of wanted to bring this up... <laughs> did you read the next one? Right, go then. We've had dodgy blokes offering our best players free therapeutic massages and openly selling tubes of EP <laughs> in the club car park, said Digger McStruff. <laughs> and I've read this article, a, as you can tell. <laughs> there's a well-known journalist from Inside Bowls magazine who regularly gets a purple tint put through her hair, free of charge, in one of the city's most salubrious hairdressing salons. <laughs> yeah, you've been absolutely joked with this. I've been done right. But... I just, I just, I just read the, the title, but I did want to say something about this because see, when it comes to, like, let's say match fiction, right? I, you know that's, that that sounds bad, right? So see these open competitions I'm talking about. Like I was at uh-huh. one a couple of weeks ago, where so they do an open draw and they put you into different groups, right? But like obviously some clubs send like like there was, there was two or three from there was two or three from my old club. There was like five from one club, another club, right? But it so happened that three of those clubs, like three of the teams from the same club, ended up in the same group. Right. So, so what happens there is then, obviously, it's a, like you play your group games and the top team goes through. Okay. So, see when it gets to the last game, 
and the weight's been drawn, say uh, Team X are playing Team, e- Team X, like from the same club, basically, and Team 1 needs to, like, oh, we, we just need to win this game and we go through as winners. And Team mm-hmm. 2, they're bottom of the group, like, they, they're out. Who do you think is going to win that game? So, do they take a wee bit of a dive sometimes on purpose then? Uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Okay. And what, do they actually arrange it beforehand or do they just, do they just play shit on purpose? Just, you just kind of know. Like, and if, you, you, have, have if we win this, we are through, boys. At times? Yeah. I, I, have I, you I, benefited from this at times? Yeah, one man, dollar. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Bastard. Yep, that's it. Like, Team goes like that, right? If we win that, you are out, aren't you? Aye, aye. Like, if we win this, we go through. And you go right, right, okay, and you just play the game. And I might have, oh, I could go for that shot and we could win this. I might just miss it by accident. Okay. <sighs> oh, Terrible. this might blow up and I might end up getting banned from <laughs> every bowling club in Glasgow. But you might get blackballed. Might get blackballed. Blackballed, mate. That's what they call it. Blackballed. It's the absolute truth, though. So. Does your yeah. does your bowling club? If say I wanted to join your bowling club, right? Aye. Would my name go up on the board, and then every day in the club's got a week or two to make any objection to me joining? Uh, yeah. So you need a proposal. You need two people to say a proposal and a seconder, and then I'm not sure about because I've only been in my new club for this is only my second year. In it, but in my old club, your name would go up on the board, and if yeah. there was any objections, somebody could object to you. So see if I for some reason wanted to go back and join my old club. Yeah. I could I could definitely get a like my stepdad and one of my mates, I could get them to propose and second me. But if my name goes up on that board, there's gonna be people on the committee that'll object to me going back. Even yeah. though I never get <clears throat> even though I never get banned. Rightly so. I got yeah. suspended. Mm. You know, is there a difference so there'll be people go like that? No, I don't want him he's back. Trouble. He's, he's trouble. He's a bam. Don't let him he, in. He's, an he's a fucking he's an absolute ticket. He's Don't a let him back in. And he'll bring this place to ruins. He will bring this place. He'll, he'll be the best player in the club, but he'll he'll bring <laughs> <laughs> he'll bring this place to absolute ruins. Aye. Oh dear. Um. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Right. So we managed to get to some of the more. Aye, we managed yeah, to get, we managed minutes to get eighteen out minutes out of that. <laughs> um. So fuck you, Gordon. Um. We are going to look at some of the actual history of bowls. How long it's been about how it came about, how it started, and for a bit of context, what else was going on in the world at the same time as some of this stuff. Yep. One of your favourite um, things, Colin. Yeah, I mean, you, you've combined history and bowls for bowls. me. Like, I'm not going to lie, I've got a pinger just starting to read this. This is just brilliant. So, yeah. Well, on our other show, on Heart and Hand, there's going to be a hell of a lot of time spent in Kanye West at some point coming soon, so... <laughs> <laughs> I genuinely think we just take a full episode of that and just do Kanye West as a full episode. Yeah, we could do. We get somebody that actually knows about it and wants to talk about it as well. Yeah, somebody right. That could be. I don't. I don't get somebody on that's just going to say you shite, you shite. Um, you might, you might, right, you might struggle with the, the group of group of pals we've got over there, but we'll see. We'll see. So let's let's start right. Obviously. I've done the research on this one. You've probably not read any of this or seen any of this, but I'm going to get you to do some of it because I'm not just going through it all, mate. No, right? so I, sc- I scanned through it to see how long it was and I was appalled. And that's, that's, that's all I've really read. I've not read any of it in. Right, okay. So, bowls, bowls, bowls. 
supposedly can be traced back to the 13th century and maybe even back to the 12th century. So when those words get bandied about, you don't really think, like, what, like, what was going on back then at Cunts Are Playing Bowls, right? Yeah. There was a lot of fucking uh, religious conflict and basically it was like the time of the Crusades. You heard of the Crusades? I've heard of the Crusades, yep. Yeah, so like the Crusades to the Holy Land, basically a lot of European rulers are like that, let's go over there and teach them to be Christian, the silly Muslims or whatever, you know. Non-Christians, yeah. Those uh, those non-Christians, let's make them Christians. If you played the Assassin's Creed games and stuff like that, you will have heard of the Knights Templar, stuff like that. Yep. So they were about at this time, basically. And also, around about this time, the very first university in Europe was established um, in Bologna, basically. So that's kind of where we are. There wasn't any universities at the time until this one came up. And there was people going out and just murdering people because they weren't Christians. There wasn't that much to learn, was there? So that's why there probably wasn't many unis. Well, uh, yeah, yeah, there probably wasn't a whole lot of shit going on, to be perfectly honest yeah. with you. Like, another, another thing that sort of, sort of puts it in, into a time scale is, you've heard of Henry VIII, right? He's like the big famous yeah. cunt, right? He's got loads of wives in that. Yeah, but Henry the First was kicking about then. So his like, oh. great, 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 now there is sort of what was the sort of word for it? Um, maybe made up, right? Let, let's be honest here. The sort of like archaeology has supposedly found, like you know, bowls have got a bias. You understand that that they go like the the turn. They're not just like a ball. They're like, yeah, they're not like a balloon ball that you. Yeah, they're not you like bowl a round it thing. and it it spins in at the end right, sort of towards in. the towards Aye. the jack. Which is the wee white ball. That's the bane of my life being called Jack. I still get it to this still get it to this day. Twenty fucking five years later. Hi Jack. Look, two Jacks. Right, okay. Just calm it. Just calm down. It's all right. I've been hearing it since I was ten. I'm fucking nearly forty. So rain it in a bit. But I get it all the time. But supposedly, oh, Jack, set the Jack. Oh, Jack, Jack, look, Jack, Jack. Three, and then my stepdad's called Jack, and also that's like fucking mind blowing when we play together. So, cunts are like, oh, so many Jacks. Ah, oh, I know, man. Fucking shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you can't. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's a good one, mate. Well done. Um, but they've got a bias, right? So that okay. a weight on the inside. They've got a weight on one side. And went, oh, supposedly. 5,000 years ago, well, nearly 7,000 years ago, because it's 5,000 BC, they found biased stone bowls. So they found stones that were weighted at one side and no the other. And they're trying to combobulate that to being, they maybe played bowls 7,000 years ago. Now, I don't know about okay. that. Seems mad. Yeah, it does. Like, like even going back to the Roman times, there was a, a game called Bocce basically, um, and a lot of the like, armies would play it, and that's just like, you know, like the French bulls, where you just throw a, a, a big ball near a, a wee ball? Yeah, you see the old guys playing outside cafes and stuff, don't you? I very much in France, I would throw it in a sandpit, basically. Yeah. So that's 
like to be fair, but you can see that. Like, can you imagine back in the day, you've got you you get fuck all to do, so you just try and throw something near something to pass. Yeah, it does make sense. Yeah, because I've said to you before that I don't know how folk lived back then. I just don't know how they weren't bored all the time. I just don't know how they made the days go in. So yeah, I can see the idea of the attraction of throwing something and then try to get something else close. Just to try it. to get something near yeah. it. Aye, it's like kind of like stanky in school when you had like a ten pence or whatever, and you were just got a game of stanky. That babs. We called see, that babs. I've never heard that in my life, man. But no. yeah, we called that babs. But you know, you know the game stanky, yeah, or babs. It was banned um, because it was gambling. Yeah, same as pogs and shit because you could take pogs off at other kids, and it was. Yeah. They weren't they weren't keen on that. Did you have a favourite slammer when you were a youngster? I had a silver sprite one. Yeah. I had a clear I had, just had a cl- clear plastic one that had the two finger grooves in one side, man. Loved it. Uh, I had a I had a, like a pog set where you could create your own pogs. I had so that as well. Pictures of magazines and that. So I had like Rangers pogs and pogs with my face on them and stuff like that. It was great. Of course, you would have pogs with your own face on them. Like that's the most surprising thing I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> but I would, would like she like I had that as well. But you couldn't really take the pogs in the school. You needed real pogs, or you were like a Jake. Like, yeah, they were more just for fun. <laughs> yeah, or the chubba chop ones. Mind them, the chubba chop yeah, slammer. Yeah, I remember them. They were good. Pish, fuck the, snob. The slam. Some of the slammers were great. I remember some of them that had like shiny stuff on them, little like uh, glitter and stuff on them that made them good. Um, some of them had the little hand grooves for your fingers as well. Aye, that's what mine had. It was just a clear plastic one, but I was a simple man yeah. back then, and mm. as I am now, a simple guy, just <laughs> clear plastic. Uh, see, I like the shiny ones. I like uh, the shiny purpley ones and all that. So. No, I mean, I was just a clear plastic one. That was my favourite. Uh, so, Bolham was well established in England by 1300, basically. This is when William Wallace was kicking about as well. To yeah. give a sort of time scale as to what was happening at the time. So, yeah, so he was at this is around at the time that he sent a Scottish group to France on a diplomatic mission. So, right. I mean, that just melts my head as well. Like, if you're William Wallace, right, up in the Highlands doing William Wallace type stuff, right. how do you even think about getting to France? How do you even know what France is? In 1299, or 1300, like, like I just don't, letter, honestly, letter, like, I, what the mouth, man? <laughs> like, I struggle so, so much with this history stuff, honestly, I just don't know how, how he thought to himself, right, I want you to go to France, and I don't know how you try to turn around to and get yourself to fuck, I'm, am I walking it? Like, well, yeah, basically, uh, you're getting on a horse, and you go to France, to I deliver this one message, basically, walking. probably like one thing, yeah. imagine you forgot the from, thing, Aye. <laughs> you're walking from William Wallace Land, wherever that is, to Dover, probably, and then getting a boat for there with your horses and stuff. And then yeah. whereabouts in France? I'm sure it's not just uh Cali. It's probably somewhere deepest, darkest France they had to go to. Normandy it's, or something. It's just yeah. yeah, it just seems mental. It is it is pretty uh, pretty mind blowing. So again, I don't know if this was running about this time, but Southampton Old Bowling Green Club. It's supposedly the oldest established bowling club in the world that's still active. Um, the game became popular in England and France, but at the time it was prohibited by law because people were enjoying bowls so much that they were uh, forgetting their national service duties, like doing archery and shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> that's where you are. You that's can't play mad, bowls. Isn't it? You need to be an archer. You need practice your archery. 
stop having frivolous fun with the balls. That's crazy. That's pretty um, It was also, in, in France, they actually made it a little bit of elitism as well, didn't they? The French king at the time, Charles IV, he banned common people from playing it. I played um, in thirteen nineteen, and King Edward the Third over here did the same thing in thirteen sixty one. They must have tried to make it a more noble game, and only the cool and the prosperous people were allowed to do it. The scumbags were banned from it for a while. Yeah, the riches. So again, trying to sort of place this at a point in history. Thirteen nineteen, there was a battle um, led by James the Black, Lord Douglas, and they defeat the English army in an encounter known as the Chapter of Mighton. Um, and then in 1361, off of the whole war thing, because war was pretty common back then, supposedly the earliest known keyboard kind of instrument was ever built, sort of with that layout of sort of black and white keys, and that sort of became standard, and this is mad to me, 1361. That's mad, because keyboards are kind of all electrical, aren't they? And that yeah. one kind of wasn't. Um, but it must just be, I, I guessing then, is that is that before the piano? It would have been the, the, the four, first four. version of the piano, maybe? Yeah, maybe, maybe. Um, right, before we move on, actually, um, I don't really have a script or anything in front of me, but uh, the guys at XSense have been pretty cool in sponsoring us the last the last couple of months, so we're going to give them a, a shout-out again. These are the guys that provide like smoke detectors, carbon monoxide alarms, sort of smart home security products that protect your your family and stuff like that, Colin. So they're sending us a couple of things, hopefully, that will arrive soon, and then we're going to run a competition giving away this... Um, what is it again, Colin? Like a water leak thing? It's a leak detector. So right. what it is, uh, you'll, it's a, a, like a base unit. It comes with a, a bunch of different nodes. You put those nodes in places where you might be worried about the escape of water, so perhaps under your bath, under your kitchen sink, next to your toilets... And you just leave them there. And if they ever get wet, it'll set this other alarm off and tell you. And the idea behind that is you're able to deal with a leak or an issue long before it becomes a big problem. Um, not just smoke detectors and carbon monoxide alarms these guys are into. They're into just basically everything to keep your home and your loved ones safe 24-7. Um, they do this with easy-to-install devices, use smart technology, and they're always on guard for you. So as we always say, you should protect what matters most with Xsense. Yeah, so you can visit their homepage, x-sense.com. They've got an Amazon store, just search for, search for X-Sense. And like I say, keep an eye out on Twitter and stuff like that because we will be running a little competition so that you can win the water leak detector, which is worth about 50 or 60 quid. So it's definitely worth your while um, entering that competition, guys. So uh, shout out to X-Sense and we shall move on back to bowls, unfortunately, Colin. I generally yeah, just don't know quickly if on it. I just, I just, yeah, go. Just, just quickly on XNs. They, they don't send a description or anything like that, and this isn't their official slogan or anything, but I think it should be. So just remember, XNs, it makes sense. That's, that's pretty good. Yeah. Michael, if you're listening, you don't, you don't need pays for that one. You were asking I, a question there. Yeah, I genuinely don't know if we're going to get through this in one part, mate. I kind of want to split this into two parts. <laughs> what do you mean, my God? You, 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 you're you, loving it. We're only at the Scottish Heritage's. We're starting. We're about about 1370 now. So, come on. 
Okay, let's see how we get on in the next 15 minutes. Right, so we'll go... We'll get to Scotland, Colin. Um, it wasn't prevented in Scotland, Bowling, uh, but it did grow in popularity. And as years went by, um, Scottish bowlers developed like a... The sort of version that we know now, the sort of flat green. Um, they had some sort of rules, laws, and again, sort of brought the game into, I want to say, moder- modernity, but you, you know what I mean? Like, it's when people yeah. sit down and start making laws and rules that games be- become sports, basically. You know, one of the things they did, and it's the Scottish one that started this, is they worked out the idea of having a uniform to play it in. And that's one of the reasons why I'll never play it, Jack. I am not putting on trousers, like actual trousers, in a shirt or a polo shirt to throw a ball about. Um, I've said that since the day my dad joined. That I think it's mental that the the uniform for playing bowls is like dress trousers. Yeah, you've misread that as a uniform code of laws and thought that there was a uniform made back in the fourteen hundreds. Oh right, okay. But but I do get you nowadays, right? That they yeah, a lot of clubs have sort of lacks that now. Like we can go down in shorts and t shirt and stuff like that and play. So yeah, see, his hasn't. And if they want to attract young people to it, they need to get into that stupid rule because they it's nonsense. Like, don't get me wrong. See, if you're playing in, like saying that, it's like you've got t shirts nowadays, so it's not like the shirt and tie. So you do have like a almost like a sports top in inverted commas, and you can wear shorts and stuff like that in league games and competitions and stuff like that if you get to sort of county if you're playing for the county and stuff like that then there is a sort of weird uniform where you need to wear like white trousers and shit like that it's a bit bizarre yeah um, utter nonsense I never enjoyed playing for the county man it was too it was full of wanks to be honest with you yeah I imagine it would be yeah, I imagine it would be right um, on you go, mate. they say that the ancient the ancient game of bowls has always been dear to the heart of every true Scot and it's also held a prominent place in the history and literature of Scotland uh, to the Scots goes the credit for also giving the game an international background as immigrant uh, immigrant Scots uh, enthusiastically carried the game with them to all parts of the world, be that Australia, America, Canada. Basically, anywhere Scottish people went, they took bowls with them, and that's what helped grow it internationally. Aye, so like, bowls is a bit sort of like all over the place, a bit mental. There's a guy called uh, Mr Mitchell, I don't know his first name, but he like civilised the game basically because bowling alleys at the time wasn't bowling greens it was like bowling alleys they were sort of um, seen as unsavoury places because there was gambling involved um, there was evil consequences to what you were doing it was full of idle citizens um, <laughs> described as a means of promoting pernicious spirit drinking and gambling are still prevalent nowadays but uh, they were inevitably associated with the game back then and like other pub games Bowling was eventually made illegal, again, so that people could do archery and shit like that. Before this, yeah, so like, I was going to say the the the, the kind of gambling part of it is still a big thing because you tell me a bowling club that doesn't do find the joker and stuff like that and other bits and pieces to to make money and raise money and stuff. Yeah, like I, I, I play that. I play like a pound a ticket. I play two quid a week. I've been drawn out four times in the last sort of five months but it's a ten or a time and then someday eventually wins the big one but it wasn't me this this time but next time maybe but yeah there's that and then there's card schools and then there's just going out and playing a pound a point or playing a pound for a game pool a game of pool aye Um, aye it's it's fine it's fine Um, legend has it that again this is when the barbarians were plundering Europe they found it relaxing again 
after a successful battle to play a game that was kind of similar to Bulls, but a lot more, let's be honest, I don't know if this is true. Barbaric. Barbaric, <laughs> yeah. So they would chop off cunts' heads um, and then find something to uh, roll it towards over the battle terrain. Again, just aiming to get it close to the target. Um, and this is why, supposedly, they call it a head of balls. Uh-huh. Like, like you say, like play into the head or go by the head. Let's and oh, supposedly, okay. like be up to the head, as comes from this when they used to play with actual heads. Right. Don't know if it's true. I don't know if it's true, but um, we can go even further back in time, Colin, if you don't mind taking us there. And then we yeah. might, we might, I will call it a day after we go all the way back in time, and then we'll either. We'll do part two of this, but we might wait. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. But um, we, further back we, in time, we can mate. do part two if you want to. I don't mind really. Yes. Um, we go right back to the old Egyptians, and the Egyptians played marbles with knuckle bones from dead people. So they'd yeah. get the old skeleton, find the knuckle bone, and that would be used as a marble type instrument. Uh-huh. Um, this craze for just launching a missile at a target seems to be so much a part of human nature. We could claim that bowls was perhaps the second oldest game of them all. Um, did Adam? Ever roll an Adam at the uh, roll an apple at the tree of knowledge. Um, every child I've known ever ever heard, I've ever known responds to a pebble beach by picking up a pebble and throwing it in the sea, often with a target in mind. And many games have developed from the same sort of roots: golf, get the ball in the hole; croquet, uh, billiards, get the ball in the hole; snooker, get the ball in the hole; archery, get the arrow on the target; and darts, get the dart on the target. All involve targets, but marbles, quates, skittles, patanka, and mbokka, all of one come one all one thing in common, which makes them a bit more primitive and natural games. There's no other element, no club, no sling, no cue, no bat, no racket or bow huh. to distance the man from the ball. It's just the man's skill at throwing it. Yeah, it, it kind of makes sense. Like, have you ever seen the Robin Williams sketch? The famous one he's talking about how the Scots come up with golf. And it was, like, have. it was like, it's quite good. It's like, I'm not going to do any justice, but it's like, let's try and get this ball in this hole. That's the starting point. Oh no, fuck that. Let's put the hole 500 yards away. Or can <laughs> we throw it? No, no, no. You're going to get this stick with a tiny little head on it and then whack it. All right, okay, so it's just going to go straight towards the hole. No, we're going to put sand in the road, water and trees and it sort of builds on that, and Robin Williams does a whole big... He does the Scottish accent and stuff good. like that. It's really quite good, man. It's funny. Yeah, yeah so... Good. I suppose it... Like, when it boils down to it, it's probably the simplest of all ball games. Get a big ball near a wee ball. That's what it boils yeah, down to. Totally. It's really yeah, primitive. You're, you're, you're not even getting it in a hole or anything. You're literally just be the... Just get your ball closest... Closer than anybody else sees to the wee ball. Uh-huh. So like hand-eye coordination, you roll it in the sort of right direction at generally the right speed. And if you can do that on a regular basis, you'll kind of be difficult to beat, basically. But it's it's a difficult game, and I'm a club-level bowler. I enjoy it. Sometimes I do some brilliant things, sometimes I'm just shit. Um, same as most club-level bowlers. So, yeah, that is where we're at just now. So... I think we'll call it a day there, and then part two, we'll come back, we'll do a little bit more about, like, I suppose, like, maybe Glasgow bowling clubs, the sort of royal heritage of it, we'll give you a wee bit of um, background about 
kings and shit like that. Noble heritage as well, how the Americans saved that, and then the Canadians and stuff like that. So I enjoy, I enjoyed that call. I don't know if you did, mate. I did enjoy it in the end, mate. It was good fun. So I, listen, I always enjoy talking to you, mate. Yeah. can be about anything. It's When I'm looking into your eyes through this webcam, I'm always happy. Oh, thank you. You're not only looking at my eyes, you're looking at my, my chest as well. Because, like old times, it's roasting in my house and I have my yeah. tits out. So He does, yeah. It's, it's a flashback. It's going back in time. I love it. Right, guys, we'll speak to you soon. Cheers. Bye. Colin, I personally don't think there's anybody still listening and if they are, they're pretty hardcore wrong-term memory fans and I would be expecting them to go and sign up to our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash wrong-term memory or by clicking the link in the show notes. Absolutely. And if for whatever reason they can't do that and paying for content isn't their bag, they can still offer us continual support by leaving a rating and a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. (laughs) 